Well, apparently the struggle that Jesus had had with Satan did not end when he came out of those 40 days in the wilderness. And we might have expected that. Luke tells us that when the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. But maybe no one really thought that the opportune time would be a conversation that Jesus was having with his disciples, or that the devil would come back to speak through his disciple Peter. This temptation of Christ had to do with whether or not Jesus would endure the betrayal, physical abuse, painful death of crucifixion, or enjoy life, died a ripe old age back home in Nazareth. How interesting it is that this, this temptation was offered by one of the disciples, Peter. Biblical scholars say that in this text, Jesus is beginning to show his disciples really what he'd been talking about earlier. He had talked before about the cost of following him, taking up his cross, denying themselves, losing their life for his sake. But now he calls their attention to something that they had apparently failed to perceive. Uh, there are times when someone needs to call our attention to some truth that we may have missed, misunderstood, or omitted in our grasp in terms of the Christian faith. So in this case, what Peter and the disciples had forgotten was the whole idea of sacrifice and suffering. When Jesus tells his friends that he is going to Jerusalem to die, to give his life up for them and for others, Peter pulls him aside and says, God forbid it, Lord, this can't happen to you. And he's implying that there must be an easier way. He's implying that we're not going to let you do this to yourself. And God is not going to let you do this either. So Jesus responds with almost the very same words that he had spoken to Satan during the temptation in the wilderness. Get behind me, Satan. Matthew told us earlier that Jesus said to the devil, away with you, Satan. Back in the wilderness, as in this instance, it was the temptation to choose the easy way. Usually we think of the temptation to do evil as something completely different. We think of temptation to lure us into doing something that's wrong, something that's immoral, something that's illegal or to do something that's bad for ourselves, like overeating or cheating. But as the story tells us, for the Christian, sometimes the temptation is to choose the easy and comfortable way. Jesus reminds the disciples that it takes a painful effort to understand that God's thoughts are different from our thoughts. There's a difference between divine things and human things. What God has in mind for us may be totally different from what we might have figured out for ourselves. Peter may well have spoken for all of us, though. Had it been up to Peter, Jesus would have avoided the cross and certainly not challenged us to take up our crosses. Peter, after all, 
is really more into denial than self-denial, isn't he? I mean, actually, literally three times uh, he would take the easy way out by denying that he even knew Jesus when Jesus was facing his trial and crucifixion. In fact, it's probably true that most of us buy products that promise that they are easy to use, easy to make, easy to put together. We wouldn't give a package a second look if the package said, this is going to be difficult to use, difficult to make, or difficult to put together. We want things in life to be easy. That may say something about the kind of Christianity that many churches are promoting and offering these days. I've heard of one church that sings songs like Sunshiny Day rather than the old favorite challenging hymns of the faith. They look out, or they took out the phrase, forgive us our sins from the Lord's Prayer because people in that congregation didn't want to feel guilty. They don't use the word worship because they say that that word implies awe and fear. So they use the word celebration instead. And they changed the prayer of confession to naming our pain. I wouldn't be surprised if they've removed the crosses out of their chancel as well. It seems like a lot has been watered down in this church to make faith to those who gather there much easier. Are we overly hesitant to challenge people or confront them with a faith that might at times be inconvenient or uncomfortable? I see on Facebook a lot of religious cartoons, and there was one that talked about um, a, a church billboard that said the light church with 24% fewer commitments five-minute sermons, 45-minute worship services, and only eight commandments, everything you wanted in a church and less. So perhaps Soren Kierkegaard was right. When it is too easy to become a Christian, it is a lot harder, actually, to become a Christian. Little in life has value unless it costs us something. Few victories are won when there is a struggle or battle. Character is realized when we meet and overcome temptations, not when there is no hard decision to be made. I've got to give Jesus credit for being honest. He told us what was involved in following him. He didn't water down the demands or soft sell the challenges. He came right out and spoke about denying ourselves, taking up our cross, and losing our life for his sake. Thankfully, many of Jesus' followers have been willing to pay the price. It's been pointed out that probably only one of the original disciples died a natural death, and that 40% of the New Testament was written from prison. So what about us? Are we losing our Christianity because Christianity is a religion for heroes 
and we'd rather not be heroes, but just good-natured people who want to be left alone and have a good time. Another joke on Facebook, but I think it's appropriate here. Uh, a woman reacted to an invitation to worship on World Communion Sunday. The invitation said that her church would partake of the cup and loaf with Christians around the world. So she asked, is loaf a noun or a verb? She suggested that if it were a verb, she would end up loafing around with Christians around the world. Isn't that what most of us do through the week when it comes to living out our Christian life? We settle for mediocrity. We don't put much effort into it, and consequently, we probably don't get much out of it. A little girl coming home from Sunday school told her disappointment of the first day to her parents. She said, Jesus told us to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, but then we just sat at the table. Isn't that true of most of us? If it had been up to Peter, that's probably what we would still be doing. On the contrary, though, Today's gospel lesson is important for us. Its lesson is to help us remember that God loves us no matter what and has indeed won the victory for us over sin, death, and the devil and did that by going to Jerusalem, suffering, dying, and rising again. So the victory is one that we can be assured of. But it's also a reminder for us to serious, seriously contemplate how we might follow Jesus, which crosses we will choose to take up, and how we will continue to work, if it, even if it means suffering a bit, to bring the reign of God more closely uh, in sight in the world in which we live and work. Amen.